Welcome to the Essential Shift Podcast. My name is Laetitia Andrac. If you are a mission-driven entrepreneur looking to grow your soul-aligned business by blending strategy, practical tips, and spiritual wisdom, you're in the right place. Enjoy these conversations about the art of mastering essential shifts in all areas of business and life. Open your heart and mind to all the possibilities that are waiting for you. Welcome to this episode. I am your host, Laetitia Andrac. You can check me out on www.essentialshift.co, which is where I share how you can work with me. Maybe it is taking an online course, as I'm soon releasing a new course on how to apply Ayurveda principle in business. I'm very excited about this one. The waitlist is growing and I'm so excited as I'm creating it. It's very, very unique. Never seen a course on how to apply Ayurveda in business. I have been doing it for quite some time, so I'm very excited to share about this. Or joining my Goddess Embodiment Sisterhood, which is my high-level mastermind, a safe and small sacred container where you journey with me for seven months. And um, it is a container which I'm reopening for enrollment and which will start in October. Speaking of Goddess Embodiment Sisterhood, my guest this week, Maria, has been journeying with me for the past six months. We are finishing the journey at the end of this month inside the sacred container as she has been in her own healing journey after being diagnosed with two tumors at the beginning of 2021. In this episode, she's sharing about her journey and the importance to surrender. If you've never heard about how powerful it is to connect within and heal yourself, you're going to love this episode. A little bit about Maria. Maria is the founder of Content Queen. She is a passionate traveler, a digital nomad, a serial rambler, and a big dreamer with a purpose to inform and educate. Maria has been in the marketing industry for over five years and has a background in journalism and public relations. She is a go-getter with a huge energy and passion for writing. Maria has recently found more of a balanced lifestyle after being diagnosed with two tumors in her bowel and pancreas. This health call sent her on a self-health awareness journey, which she is always keen to talk about. So tune in and share with us what you're getting out of this episode. Hi, everyone. Today, we have a special guest on the Essential Shift podcast, the gorgeous, amazing soul, Maria. I can't wait for you to meet her and to hear her story. It is such an honor to have you, Maria. How are you feeling? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm actually feeling great considering we're in lockdown seven and it's raining outside. So we're off to a good start today. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like on and off this lockdown for you guys in Melbourne. At mm. least for us, it's Sydney. It's been <laughs> over eight weeks and we know it's going to last for four more weeks as we record this. So yeah, we, we know what we are into, but for you, it's on and off, on and mm. off. So yeah, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for you making the time to join us and be the first guest in this podcast. Woo! 
<laughs> which actually, if I have to tell everyone the backstory, I created this podcast, not only because I wanted to create it for so long, but because Maria inspired me and helped me to make it happen. So sometimes you never know who is going to guide you on the journey of creating your dreams, but it's about sharing what are your dreams. And then you can have friends, your community, your clients, anyone can help you. So just share your dreams and connect with people who either already created them or know someone that can help you. So it's all about sharing your dreams. So I just thought I could start with that because you are someone who helped me in the background to make this happen. So thank you so much for that. Oh, thank you. I love that. Actually, it's such a good reminder, right? Because you just never know who's done something or no, like I've had, I have so many stories of that. It's just like, you just mentioned something and they're like, oh yeah, I know such and such that's done that exactly. or let me connect you. And it's like, oh, it's super powerful. So I love it that. Is. Always voice your dreams. Exactly. Share them because it's, what's killing your dream is the fact that you're really isolated and keeping them to yourself. So share them. This is not the topic of this podcast, but it could be a good topic. <laughs> so before we start and uh, go through the different questions that I have prepared for you, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about you, your business. Yes. Well, thank I'm so honored to be your first guest and I'm so glad you started this podcast because it's going to be amazing. But yes, I am Mariah, uh, founder of a business called Content Queen. So, um, but really, I guess who I am as a person, I am um, a super passionate traveler, which this is what's making COVID really difficult right now. Um, I am a digital nomad, kind of, and I just, <laughs> I love to talk and chat and tell stories and share other people's stories. And that's why I started Content Queen originally was I love to write and I love to be able to tell people's journeys and it's sort of weaved marketing kind of weaved its way into that um the the mixture of me sort of writing for people and, and sharing stories so content queen is a mixture between content creation writing and marketing and how do you use your story to market your brand your purpose yourself whatever that might be that you're selling um so we founded content queen in 2019 and I say we because I'm a we now which is super exciting <laughs> Um, and I'm sort of building out an agency of um, freelancers that can also powerful storytellers and, you know, want to be able to help clients and, and themselves develop as well. And we also do a bit of education. So helping people that probably aren't ready to outsource or maybe don't want to and love telling their story, but sort of need that motivation. So we have memberships and courses for that. So, yeah, that's a mixture between me and the business. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love that. And uh, I will put all the detail in the show notes, but Maria is really powerful in creating and sharing your story. So if you feel a bit shy about your story, contact Maria. She will help you. Uh, she, is, she is magical with that. So the topic of this podcast is focusing on an essential shift. So something that happened and changed your life or helped you transition from one phase to another in your life. And I would love for you to tell us about your essential shifts and, you know, share a bit more about what happened and what did you do to go back into alignment, find your new center? Yes. Well, if people follow me on social media, I'm sure they uh, there's no secret of what my 
essential shift was. But um, in at the end of 2020 and coming into 2021, I was diagnosed with two tumours and had major surgery on March 2nd of this year. And really what it caused me to do, I think I was sort of on this journey because I, I was working with you and and you were teaching me so much, but that was really like the push that I needed mm. to make change in my life. And um, I know you always say sometimes people aren't ready to hear things. And I think, you know, I w- wouldn't have been ready to stop drinking alcohol and stop, you know, and maybe settle down a bit, or maybe I wasn't ready to, because in that moment, I wasn't in alignment to that. And, you know, this, this diagnosis sort of gave me that perspective around stress, around um, purpose. And I think I'm still sort of in that essential shift transition because I feel like there's always things popping up. And one thing that you told me um, when you read my natal chart was I learned things the hard way. Yes. <laughs> and I've been reflecting on that a lot because yeah, like uh, two tumors and diagnosis of neuroendocrine cancer is like a pretty hard way to learn that you need to just slow down, connect, um, and you know live a life uh, aligned with my values. Because I feel like I'm a people pleaser. I let stress get to me a lot, and so it sort of takes me away from what I actually want to do. Mm. And it's actually quite hard. Um, when you're sort of in it to see what's going on and then obviously when you do that reflection so I find every time my lessons are always like the really hard lessons like always you know (laughs) it's it's pretty crazy but it is what it is and it's all part of the journey um I was talking to some of the guys in my team about this yesterday and uh Shannon said shout out to Shannon she said um it's all part of the plot of the, of the story. Like, Oh, this is just part of my, the plot. It makes the plot better. You know, when you've got a story, if something dramatic happens, it makes the plot better. Right. And I remember when I got diagnosed, um, I was sitting in North Bondi uh, with a friend and I, I just said to him, cause there was an option of the Whipple's operation, which is what I ended up having or a um, just a minor operation because I had two tumours, one on my bowel, one on my pancreas. And pancreas one was really difficult to get, so that's why it all went pretty dramatic. And I turned to him and said, if I have to get the major operation, I'm going to have to be famous or write a book because of this With because I'll be the girl with missing organs and I've really got to make the most of this. If I'm going to go through all of this shit, I've got to do something dramatic to, you know, make it worth it. <laughs> So I think, you know, that that was sort of um, a realisation for me that, yeah, you know, things are really tough and um, things happen that are sort of hit you for six or, you know, make you feel um, or even really question, like, why? Why do I deserve this? And I know really what I learned in this process is sometimes you can't force that, um, the why you know, you can't force the reasoning. You just have to, as you always say, surrender and that essential shift will come. And as I've mentioned, I'm still sort of on this journey, but I know like that diagnosis happened to me for a reason. So I have to make the most of that. Um, and it doesn't mean that I have to, you know, I mean, if I write, you know, I want to write a book or I want to do this or I want to do that. It doesn't mean everyone has to do something dramatic to make it worth it. It's just even that lesson or living your life how you want to, it doesn't have to be something super extraordinary. It just has to be in alignment to who you are. And I think that that was a journey and a lesson that I learned throughout the process of all this was just 
yeah, I want to make this worth it. I want to make the four weeks at a hospital and all the pain worth it because otherwise, you know, what, what was the point of going through all that? Yes, and Maria, you've been so courageous because I have seen you, you know, receiving the results and then going through the surgery and then the recovery and the up and down of a recovery. And we know how going through such an intense surgery, taking organs out of your body and everything, readjusting to your nutrition and so on, like you've been really willing to, you know, look at every pieces of the puzzle and consider other way of doing things. So I think it's a question that came up as you were sharing that came up to my mind. It's like, what helps you the most mm-hmm. in that transition, in that moment of really stepping into the unknown, being in this in-between of what does it look like to, you know, not have part mm. of my organs and what does it look like my you know my life after this moment so what helps you the most mm, that's an awesome question and I think um for me there's a few things that come to mind but it's really that that connection that you build with people mm. and obviously we all know as and no matter where you are in the world you've been in some form of lockdown and your life has changed And from a social perspective, I was actually listening to um, a a doctor on the telly talk about how a lot of our dreams could be really vivid right now. And a lot of our dreams are associated around social interaction because we're missing that social interaction. And so it doesn't matter if you've had something really, really awful happen to you in your life or you've, I mean, been in lockdown for however many days. Um, It's that connection that you build. And it's not just with other people, it's also with myself. And that's what I think has really helped is finding those tools and um, rituals or whatever you've, you know, you've sort of taught me a lot about this is what can I do to connect with myself when I'm not feeling amazing? And whether it's, um, I mean, I'm a big storyteller and talker. So some, I really need to talk my problems. Like I need to voice note someone or I need to just like sit down and debrief. I don't keep things bottled up. That's just not how I operate. Like I'm a very open person. You pretty much could know my whole life story by just sitting down with me for a few hours. <laughs> I don't hold anything back. As soon as I know that you're open for me to share, I will unleash. Um, but I think for me, it was just really that that connection and investing in that connection so whether it was investing in uh, groups and programs so that I could be exposed to people that were like-minded whether it was investing in coaching to help me connect back with myself if I look at my investments in the last 12 months a lot of them have been around personal development but the funny thing is those personal development things have actually helped me a lot with my business and I think it's a real blocker for a lot of us when we're investing in things for our business, we always look for the business side of things rather than also looking back in the personal development stuff. Uh, you know, you as a leader and investing in you and we're always conscious investing in ourselves because we're selfless people and we always want to give back to others. And we want to, so, you know, for example, if like I would never invest in coaching for myself because I need to invest in something for my business. But when you actually invest in yourself, you're helping your business but not only that you're helping so many other areas of your life and you just don't even realize it so I think the one thing that's helped me through this journey is 
investing in myself and connections. And it doesn't even mean money, right? It's just like actually dedicating time and energy to those connections. And really it makes you see what's most important in life. And I've been talking about this, um, well, today, really, it's just sort of come to me. I've been listening to some podcasts over the last couple of days. And really, when you think back how many hours you spend chained to your computer, and I know during lockdown, this is all we've known, right? Because we've been in this bubble where we're like, oh, might as well work, right? Might as well work. What's going to happen when we do open back up? And we're like, oh, my God, I've got all this like freedom now, but I'm still sitting at my desk and I'm still working. And that guilt starts to creep back in when you do go outside and do things for yourself. Like I should be working because, you know, Mariah in 2020 got all of this done in her business, but now it's sort of, you know, tapered downwards a bit of the productivity, but what could be increasing is your happiness because you're doing the things that you love. It's not all just about sitting down at that computer and, you know, doing what you need to do to make your business grow. And one thing in your um, ebook shift into the shift into alignment that I was doing today, which is <laughs> it all, it all pieces together. Right. And I, and one of the questions you ask is your legacy and you talk about your legacy and you're not going to remember the hours that you spent on your computer, like getting a project done. Like you're going to remember the amazing trips you went on and the connections that you had with your friends and family, because you dedicate that time. So it was really a reminder for me of how important that connection is. You know, when a friend calls you and you're busy, so you don't answer because you've got things to do or, and of course there's those boundaries and stuff, or, or you say no to something because you, you've got something that you need to do for your business. You really need to take a step back and think about that a bit more. And that was such a good reminder for me. And that's when that, like in, when I think back to what got me through, it was, you know, you messaging me, daily. It was Leanne coming to hospital to visit. It was mom and dad sitting by my bedside. It was the amazing messages I got on Instagram. You know, it was all of that, that made me feel so much better. And when someone says to you, Hey, what can I do for you right now? When you're going through a hard time and that person comes back to you or like you've messaged someone, they're going through a hard time. And that person comes back and says, look, the thought, the thought is what is getting me through. Like, thank you so much for thinking of me. And you think like, surely not like me just like taking five minutes to send a message like I feel like that's not really doing enough it absolutely is because that's what when people sent me just that like message saying like replied to my story even with like the little love heart eyes like honestly helped me so much and I understand when people say that because I always think like oh surely like you know a message isn't going to make a difference It, it makes a world of a difference and that's that connection that I think has gotten me through and and even moving forward, like with the recovery, I mm. think I got, I was so quick to get back into things that I didn't realize I was still in recovery and I still am now. So every time I'm feeling awful or crappy and I'm like sad that my life isn't like normal as it was before, I'm like, you still need to remember, like I'm still processing this. And I think everyone else is really quick to remind me of that, that I need to also remind myself. So that's why investing in, the connection with me is so important because it's making me realize this as I keep doing the work and moving forward. So very long answer to your question, but I think connection was just a standout for me. Yes. And thank you for that. And I think it's, 
important that you mentioned connection as well, because you've been really committed to reconnect with yourself as well. I remember one of the calls that we had inside the Goddess Embodiment Sisterhood, which is a program that you're doing with me. And I have other women part of this program and you showed up from your bed and how many days was it after the operation it was only a few days it was yeah it was like five days or something yeah and Maria was there like really committed to her journey being present and doing what she can as part of the exercise and really kind of this commitment that you had to coming back to yourself mm -hmm. has been quite amazing to witness as well for me as um as your coach as your friend you know, as your mentor, whatever is the roles that I have and the different hats that I wear. It's funny because with Maria, sometimes when we call each other, I'm like, this is a friend call. This is, a, you know, kind of a coach call. This is So we have different hats. And this is beautiful yeah. when you put the, you know, the, the, the thing in perspective. But you've impressed me with how committed you were to your own healing. And what happened to you is actually you created it. So you're the best person to come out of it as well so taking ownership of that healing feeling really empowered has been very inspiring not just for me but for everyone who has seen you through this journey mm -hmm. so what is kind of the best advice you said connection as a tips mm -hmm. that helped you to recover but what is the best advice that you'll give to someone whatever is happening for them if it's a health issue if it's lockdown if it's being lost with their, in their journey and so on to do in that moment of mm. transition? Mm. You're going to love this answer. I'm going to tell a story to go with it though. So I, I was in, meant to be in hospital for 14 days. Um, really on reflection, I don't know why they said 14 days because I don't even, I couldn't even walk. Maybe I could just, right? Um, to put into perspective of what the Whipple's operation is, it was, uh, the removal of half my pancreas, part of my bowel, and part of my stomach. So, and all the digestive system was realigned. I was fed through a tube um, for, I think it was 10 days. I was on three different types of painkillers. One of them, well, morphine, I can't remember the other one, and ketamine, which ketamine is actually a party drug. And they say, you know, when you're feeling great, ketamine's awesome. When you're feeling awful, ketamine is the worst thing you can take. And yes, I know that because it was just a real journey. But you know, so it was meant to be 14 days and that was, and even like hearing other people's stories, they're like, oh, I was out in five days and I had, you know, I was just like, how? Like it was really hard. And I had these two drainage tubes, you know, um, connected to my insides, draining everything out. It's all gross. Like it's disgusting. My complete, like I was, you know, my mom was showering at one stage, a nurse, you know, two years older than me was showering me. Like it was just a whole thing. Um, and it, after the 14 days, I was starting to get to the point where it's like, even though I knew I wasn't ready to go home, I wanted to go home because when someone tells me you're going home on this day, I want to go home on this day. Right. I had plans. Like my friends were coming to visit me. It was my, I was turning 27. It was my 27th birthday. I was like, I want to be out for my birthday. And on the outside, you would have looked at me. It's like, she has made such a good recovery, but on the inside, I wasn't ready. And, mm. but I wasn't willing to accept that. Right. And every time the doctor come in and said, not today, you're not going home today. I would just cry, like cry and cry and cry because I was just like, 
as I said, I didn't have that why this was happening to me. I was like, I'm 26. I was healthy. I wanted to be a digital nomad and travel the world. I lived a very active life. I used to go to the gym a lot. I used to lift quite like not heavy weights, but like, you know, I used to actually like lift weight and, and be quite, um, I used to run a lot. Uh, I've, I've done like mini triathlons with my work. Like I've done a lot of things and super active. Like, And I used to drink a lot of alcohol, <laughs> used to love to party. I've mentioned that. And I was just like, this is just crap. Like I'm not meant to be this old and in this situation. And so it was just, I couldn't get through that hindsight. And I remember someone messaged me and said, it's okay. You don't have to have that right now. But I was almost forcing myself to want it. But at the same time, I couldn't have the hindsight. So I was battling between these two things. And my parents had an Airbnb out in Malabar, which if anyone has been in Sydney, Malabar is like on the coast, uh, south, uh, east, just down from like Bondi, a bit further down. It's really nice area. And they gave me day release once a day. I could go out for a couple of hours because they knew I was getting restless, but they knew I wasn't ready to leave. I wasn't well enough. I still had a lot of fluid. I wasn't draining the fluid. I wasn't eating enough. I'd lost a lot of weight. So they, and my blood pressure was not good. Like I had days where they had to call the, you know, emergency doctor to come and like get fluids into me because my blood pressure was extremely low. And, um, I was just so over it, but it was just, and it was so sunny. It was such beautiful weather. My parents were up, they'd driven, they'd come up from Victoria, stay with me for six weeks. And I just wanted to just get out, but day release was enough for me at that time, at that time. And I remember um, sitting out, looking over the ocean and some dolphins come up in the water. And I just like, knew then it was time to just surrender and it was just time to let go. And that was the one thing that I should have done a long time ago in the hospital journey. But that was the one piece of advice I would give to someone is to surrender. So I turned to mum and dad and I said, I'm just surrendering that I'm leaving the hospital and I just have to learn to accept that it'll happen when I'm ready. But seeing these dolphins also makes me feel like maybe I will be going home. So the next day, uh, and also I had this Oracle card deck um, that I used to, that I had in hospital and I would pull cards for mom and dad. And I found the dolphin card. I went through and I found it and I read the messaging around it and it said, this or that is true. So it meant this is good and that is good. This is bad and that is bad. And it both can work together and it, there's no black and white. There's always gray. And I was like, that's how I live my life. I mean, I'm always a very gray person. Like, I'm a fence sitter as well. Like if you have an argument and I, I might have a really big opinion, but if there's something I don't have an opinion about, I'll see this side and that side and I'll go, okay, there's two, like I can see that there's two sides. Always been like that. And yeah, I, I, my doctor come in the next day and I said, I've surrendered to the fact I'm leaving. I've surrendered. And he goes, oh yeah, actually you're going to go home today. <laughs> I remember that. And I was like, if only I surrendered two weeks ago. Um, so my one piece of advice is surrender. And it's really hard. It's so hard when you're going through absolute. And even last week and the week before, I haven't been mentally okay these last couple of weeks. And I have been in up an absolute roller coaster. Like there's some days I don't even know and I just want to cry. And I know everyone is feeling that right now. And I know there's so much heaviness. And when you do start to surrender and accept, then that's when like 
any anything like maybe it's abundance or whatever it is. And I know you've taught me this, and this is why I'm saying it back to your listeners because this is just everything that you've taught me. And when you learn to just like, I've done everything I can, like I can't do anything else. And then that's when the actual sort of magic happens, I find. Like when I'm finally, and it was so funny, like after our goddess call, not the, there was one we had a car, I think it was the one just gone because I was so up and down. And I just like got off the call and I was like feeling just so much better because there's always like when you talk to people that are feeling exact same as you, everyone's always aligned. And Friday, I was just like, I'm just, I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to surrender and things aren't really going my way, but it's always a lesson. I learned the hard way, as I mentioned. (laughs) And then these last couple of days, I just feel like I've, I've just done so much soul searching and I'm feeling like it's all going to be okay. And I trust Mm -hmm. that it's going to be okay. And, you know, it's not the end of the world. You know, um, I'm still here. I'm still alive. I've been through way worse than I've this last two week period so I know I can do it. And I think that's always a good time to reflect when you are feeling in those, like, even if it's the hardest thing you've ever gone through right now, and even if you've got nothing you can compare it to and be like, oh, well, I've been through this, so this is going to be okay. You just learn to surrender because you actually don't know. And then just think it's like character building. Like imagine how much stronger you're going to be after you get through this. You know, I thought my breakup when I was 20 was the worst thing I'll ever go through. And if only I could go back to that Mariah and just be like, get out of bed, go to the nightclub and go find another boy and just have fun, like, you know. And I'm sure 30-year-old me will be like, I wish I could go back to Mariah at 27 and say just get up and just, you know, do what you can. But I think I'm a lot better at that now. And I think that one word surrender just is so powerful and I think it's something everyone needs to write somewhere, whether it's on your phone or on your fridge or in your mirror, like whatever, just like just learn to surrender because you can't control everything. Yes. And it's a lifelong journey, right? You always have new things that you need to surrender to. Yep. It's a, it's such a piece of wisdom that you have to share here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Maria, for sharing that and coming up here and sharing everything with your whole self authentic, authentically. I just love you so much. And this is such a beautiful conversation. And I'm sure everyone listening here will be like, oh my goodness, she went through a lot and she is here standing, talking with a lot of energy. You don't get to see her, but she has such a beautiful energy and uh, she's definitely a great storyteller. So Maria, before um, we go, what is the one last thing you'd like to share with the listener, it can be an advice, it can be something you feel called to say now, what is it? I think the one thing that I will always share with people is, and it goes back to that storytelling journey, like you, and and especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're like, I don't have anything exciting to tell anyone, you absolutely do. And when you just start sharing those stories and becoming quite open, it's amazing what you can unlock. And especially if you're looking to market your business in a different way, you're looking to go against the grain. It's like share your message and your story and your opinions. And and this is what I think is really powerful. Even, you know, I've been doing this truth work because in the the goddess uh, embodiment program, we were talking about the throat chakra and sharing our truth. And there's just so much that's come up for me. And it's like, 
how many times do we actively sit there and we're not consciously thinking about what our truth is and we do something just out of just falling into the grain of things and just going through what we should and actually not thinking about what do I want. Mm. And I think this is where this like self-awareness comes in. It's like understanding what you want and what is best for you. And that takes a lot of time and being present can actually be really hard. And when you are present, you can then tell your story and it can be so incredible. And at the start, it might feel really boring, but over time, and there might be some days that you just can't show up and share your your story or your journey or anything like, and it can be something as simple as a conversation that you've had with someone and you got a major breakthrough. Cause if you, and, and also when you think about how you consume stories and how your content that you love is actually storytelling and you start sharing your story, it's amazing how much power you can bring from that. And it doesn't have to be from a content perspective. It's just in general, when you build these connections and we know a lot of our business is based off our connections that we build and it comes from sharing your stories. Mm, I love that. And if some of you are curious to um, share your story and learn how to do it, Maria has amazing offering, which I would love for you now to share with our listener. How can they learn from you, find you, whatever you want to share with the audience? Sure. So you can find me on Instagram at Mariah underscore content queen. So that's my founders page where I share a lot of my story and my journey. But if you want to learn more about content creation and marketing, you can go to my Instagram for the content queen business, which is at content queen Mariah. And in there, you'll see our website as well, which is contentqueenmariah.com. But yeah, connect with me on Instagram because that's where I am the most. And I love building connections on Instagram and You just never know what those connections will lead to. And it doesn't have to always be from a business sense. Like it's just, you know, that general connection that you have with people because that's what life is all about. And as my human design says, I'm a vessel of love. So I am here to spread the love. Yes, you are. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. And I can't wait to see you in person very soon. I know. know. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Love you so much. Thank you so much, Maria, for being such an authentic and powerful woman. Thank you for your vulnerability. We all know how important it is to surrender. We are learning it daily. And I remind it often to my clients how the beauty is emerging when we surrender. I just hope you got a lot out of that episode. If that's the case, make sure to leave a review and share with someone who could benefit from listening to it. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. Hit the subscribe button to be across all my weekly episodes. And I can't wait to see you on our next rendezvous. Bye.